0: Welcome KCC on this amazing Father's Day. We're so glad to be connecting with you online. Uh, today, we're actually, uh, where we usually have church at home at KCC, we've actually moved to my father's home. Of course, it's so appropriate for the day. I'm in a home that really has a lot of memories mm-hmm. for me Uh I just want to know who 's mowing your lawn. <laughs> yeah. are you doing it yeah uh, sometimes sometimes. Uh, this home ha- has had small groups has had uh, meetings and uh, gatherings all with people from all over the world and and we just decided let 's change a venue for a little bit and make sure that uh, we 're just showing you what 's happening in in our house and in our home. So we actually have a funny little story. I'm going to show a little bit of a video of. uh, I hear you had a wasp nest in the tree behind (laughs) us. I'm going to show the video. (laughs) It's going to go online. It's
1: called bloopers, right? Yeah, Yeah. bloopers. We're going to show
0: it to you. But uh, I'm going to after that video. I'm just going to release it to my dad to be able just to share his heart on Father's Day. So enjoy.
1: you okay Jaeger he's making sure dad's okay Jaeger it's okay well there hasn't been a father's day yet son that you haven't shown something about your dad that was humorous or funny or something yes of course I just wish I wasn't that kind of dad to you. you <laughs> because are. it seems like you pick up on some of these things. I found out how old I am. We want to start with vulnerability. We want to start. start and transparency. Hey, grace, I, I grace, come on. <laughs> well, you know, it's been uh, seven years since my father passed away. And uh, I, I can't say that I don't think about him often. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the things that make us as men who we are are related to the input our fathers have had in our lives and uh, um, it was a, an interesting thing from my perspective that um, I had an opportunity to write an article in Light Magazine which is a mm-hmm. publication that goes to all the BC and and uh, Alberta mm-hmm. it's Christian Magazine and I encourage anyone that can to get online uh, actually I put a a clip of it in our uh, kcc facebook mm-hmm. so people can then go straight to it and it gives a little bit of picture of my dad and doing some of the things that we really enjoyed to do yeah. um the last Chance it, it, it brought memories of the last chance really i had a chance to serve my dad and uh, to minister to him because um i'd gone to one of my favorite fishing holes you know about it don't tell anybody oh, about St. it david's <laughs> in
0: the woods it's a secret place yeah
1: and um, I fished that day. I My purpose was to get some fish so I could fillet them and bring them to my dad as a, as a gift on Father's Day, which I did. And I caught my limit, which I you, usually do, yeah, yeah. and uh, brought them to my dad, yeah. filleted them, brought them to my dad, and was going to cook it up for him. So when I saw my dad, I, I leaned over and gave him a great big hug and kiss and uh, wished him happy Father's Day. And instead of him just letting me go, he grabbed his – and he, had, he was strong yeah. in his old age. Yeah. He grabbed my he- head at my neck side and pulled me into himself and just hung on for dear life. And hmm. I was I was locked in. <clears throat> and uh, he began to weep. Hmm. He just began to cry. And I I didn't I, – I couldn't catch on to – it was actually a surprising event for me. Hmm. Um, but – It was at that moment, and this is later on in my life, that I got a revelation. Mm. And the revelation kind of connected back to the fact that my dad didn't have a dad. Mm. And for all of the Father's Days that we'd celebrated as a family over the years, Mm. I had never seen this. Mm. But that day I realized Father's Day was a tough day for my dad. And he broke down and he wept. So... You know what? Uh, the fishing factor was something that bonded Dad and I for, mm-hmm. for years. We'd whether it was uh, fishing for cod, Atlantic cod in Lunenburg, oh, or whether it was uh, Penask Lake or Athume Lake. And I think the picture in the article shows us the, the last fish he caught. Basically, was at Athume Lake. So <clears throat> it was a bonding thing for me to have that. Yeah. Um but when my dad was was weeping I realized that father's day to him was traumatic. Uh it wasn't to me mm. but for dad my father it was and I was taken back by the reaction. Um because as you know we don't have any picture of our grandfather on my dad's side and got a few memories I mean he uh when he was six months old, his mom had given her life to Jesus. And they lived in New Jersey, uh, in Perthamboy, New Jersey. And um, he took them on a holiday. He had made a decision to actually require his wife to make a decision. He said, you can't love two men. You can only love Jesus or me. Mm-hmm. And she said, I can love both of you. Yeah. I do love both of you.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but it wasn't acceptable to him. And mm-hmm. so he took them on a on a uh, holiday and on the, uh, to Florida, and on the last day of the holiday, he divorced her and brought my dad back home to New Jersey, um, mm-hmm. fatherless now, uh, as a single parent. And they grew up in poverty,
0: mm-hmm.
1: abject poverty, praying every day for food to, to survive. And he went on to become a very wealthy businessman in the community, yeah. living only blocks away. And my only memory of that was I was probably under 10, my sister and I, and we went to the home and knocked on the door. My dad brought us there. And uh, the wife he was living with, or the woman he was living with, basically uh, we. my dad asked the question, would you like to see your grandchildren? Is John home? And... Uh, all I can remember i never I don't have a visual of my my grandfather, but i have a I have a voice that keeps ringing in my ears, mm. and that was the voice that responded from inside the house that said, "Send them away so i I grew up with some forms of rejection that I think a lot of people can identify with um, but I, I at that point I got a, a little bit of an insight into the kind of rejection my dad must have felt yeah. Uh, so for, for many years, it was on, on that level. And, uh, I'm not sure, uh, what was more difficult to my father, uh, not knowing your dad, uh, or knowing your dad didn't want to know you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can't make the assessment on that, but for many years, it was a closed book. My dad just never brought it up. I, I heard a story about a father whose son had become very ill and, his uh, dad talked to him at, at the, his bedside, knowing that he didn't have a lot of time to live. And he, he asked the question, uh, are you afraid to meet Jesus, son? And his son turned to him and said, you know, Dad, if Jesus is like you, then I'm not afraid. Yeah. And that always stuck in my heart because I don't have any fear of meeting Jesus. Mm-hmm. My My dad had experienced a father deficit in his heart, and he could have, like many people today, grown up with some uh, real difficulties Mm -hmm. um, uh, emotionally, behaviorally. I mean, we know in society that that there's a lot of dysfunction in families where there's mm-hmm. fatherlessness or an absentee dad, mm-hmm. maybe even be there but absent from the process of helping the family. And we, when you look at the studies and statistics on poverty and homelessness and runaways yeah. and suicides yeah. and yeah. school dropout and imprisonment and all of that stuff, it's it's you know that fatherlessness is a yeah. significant issue it is. for our generation. Yeah. And I, I see it even. Uh, more so as I look at the turmoil our culture and society is in right today. Um, And it was the prophet Malachi that basically said in chapter 4, verse 6, he said, you know, fatherlessness actually brings a curse upon the culture. It destroys, it disrupts, it impacts. So fathers have a a great role to play and a great responsibility uh, if they do not play that role or carry mm-hmm. uh, carry a sense of responsibility and honor towards their their calling you know thankfully um my dad didn't turn out uh you know he turned his his father deficit into a father blessing mm-hmm. and i know of only one way you can do that i know of only one way you can do that and that is by actually coming into a relationship with heavenly father personally yes
0: yeah.
1: and my dad turned his attention to, towards Heavenly Father, yeah. who they prayed every day for food, for provision, for care,
0: yeah.
1: um, and saw God provide, God take care of them. Um, my dad made Heavenly Father his earthly father, and mm-hmm. so I mean I can remember growing up, and you know whether it was on a on something that was agast him, and he would say, "My Father." You would know, yeah. use that phrase. <laughs> or whether it was in prayer, he yeah. would come to God and it was my father. Yeah, It was always a very personal, intimate thing. And I love, I love the way Psalms pictures God. It says in Psalm uh, 68, verse 5, it says, He's the father of orphans, the champion of widows. Uh, God is in his holy house and he makes homes for the hope- homeless. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, my dad grasped that. In a, in a personal way, in the importance of making the face of Heavenly Father the face of Heavenly Father to us, mm-hmm. and um, my dad could have carried an orphan spirit, an orphan heart, but he he chose in his life to get to know God, uh, t- to get to know older men, mm-hmm. and treat them as fathers. So mm-hmm. he had an opportunity in his life to fulfill that which was missing when he was growing mm-hmm. up, and he he he. He treated every older man like a father mm-hmm. and with kindness and reverence and honor and uh, I carry that to this day. It was just wonderful to see and i He learned from them and he translated you know what he perceived as healthy fathering uh, to our family to mm-hmm. my my sister and myself and for that i 'll you know i 'll always be grateful
0: well Natalie of course, works at the bank and she has her name tag on, Natalie Callum. And she still has people, as many people know, Pappy uh, was ministering here in the city for many, many years. Yeah. And that his legacy still still remains. Yeah. Even after he's been passed away, as people approach her, you wouldn't happen to know Pastor Arnold. You yeah. wouldn't happen to know Arnold. And that legacy is beyond just... His time while he yeah. was here, it it goes beyond that time, and so those lessons, those values that he's instilled in us, or yeah. are, are still continuing to make a difference in people's lives. Yeah, they are. Why don't you take a little bit of time, and I'm sure you can share with us some of those lessons, so that we too can grow and be reminded of some of the the values that he instilled in us. Yes, yeah, I appreciate and in you.
1: That. Well. I would say the most important gift my dad gave me, and it was a matter of teaching, was that Heavenly Father existed
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that I could have a personal relationship with him. And mm-hmm. I think because he was abandoned when he was young and at times fought the whole feelings of abandonment, particularly in his older age, which they mm-hmm. they say that you repeat some of your emotional uh, challenges from the early mm-hmm. stages of your life, dad Dad was always affirming Mm -hmm. the presence of God. The presence of God made a great deal, meant a great Mm -hmm. deal to him. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, but his heart was this, I don't want you to grow up when I'm gone and not have a relationship to Heavenly Father like I have. I'm committing you Mm -hmm. into the hands of Heavenly Father to now take care of just like he took care of me. Mm -hmm. So that was a precious gift for my life. And uh, I have tried to pass that on to you and Ryan mm-hmm. and Carrie and in and Alan, mm-hmm. I, my my heart was to ensure that you had a personal relationship mm-hmm. that transcended me mm-hmm. with Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. that that was the link uh, between. And you know, uh, when the disciples of Jesus in John fourteen asked him, I said they said, "Show me the Father." Uh, Jesus said, "Haven't I been with you long enough?" Yeah. <laughs> it, I and the Father are one. Mm. And if you see me, you've actually seen the Father. Mm-hmm. And, and so I can honestly say this, that what I saw in my dad in how he treated people and how he honored life as a whole, mm-hmm. how he spoke about people. Um, I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't hardly a time growing up that we didn't have people coming into our home yeah. and, and, and living in our spare bedroom. Uh, he cared so deeply about people that were in need, in poverty, who needed a help and a helping hand. And he got it when he was growing up. Mm-hmm. He wanted to pass that on. But he became like a father to me. And it's like I say, if I want to see what the father looks like, Look. I looked at my dad. Mm-hmm. Now, that didn't mean dad didn't have his flaws. We all have our flaws. We're human. Mm-hmm. But Jesus said, if you saw me, I'm a perfect perfect example of who the father is Mm -hmm. so that was that was a critical thing for me growing up Mm -hmm. was to learn that Uh, the second thing that I I felt was he taught me was how to be a generous man Mm -hmm. and I I remember him telling the story of this uh, Jewish grocer down the road from him that knew he was a he was a single parent child and he would go in and you know he'd take a penny and he'd, he'd want to buy some chips. And in that day, it was like a, you know, you could grab a handful for a penny. Well, his little hand wasn't that big. Yeah. And uh, he would he would look to the grocer, and the grocer looked at him, and the grocer would put his big hand into the chip <laughs> and, and bring it out and fill the bag with a handful that was based upon yeah. him. Well, that generosity mm-hmm. was in my dad's heart. Uh, mm-hmm. Dad was overly generous, beyond mm-hmm. and above. He... Mm-hmm. Uh, he was generous to the house of God and to the cause of God. I mean, even when he could not, he could not see anymore, I'd put his yeah. pen on his check and he would write out his name on the check by heart because he wanted to make sure every Sunday his tithe was going into the house of God. That was so important to him. And I grew up that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, generous to God, mm-hmm. generous to God's leaders, mm-hmm. generous to his family. Uh, generous to those who were in need, and particularly when Dad saw people that were in need, his heart was to give, and he gave mm-hmm. sacrificially. Uh, to those who were strangers, mm-hmm. uh, it didn't matter if he knew them or didn't know them. If he saw need, he mm-hmm. was taking care of that need. So he taught us to be generous, and mm-hmm. I never want to lose that in no. my life, ever. And I've tried to exemplify that. Yeah. Uh and I, I've seen it in all of my family, which it it really blesses my heart.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, uh, a third thing, and I, I would say, is honor. Um, mm-hmm. My dad was an honorable man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he treated everyone with honor. He treated his mom to her last breath mm-hmm. with honor. He served, cared for as a good son. He treated his family with honor. He treated women with honor. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter what race or how old or whether you were decrepit or healthy, whether you, uh, you know, were male or female, whether you were young or old, it didn't matter to Dad. Uh-huh. To dad. Uh-huh. My dad didn't carry uh, a prejudicial bone in his body. Uh-huh. He, he uh-huh. taught us as a family, honor every life, uh-huh. celebrate it, because mm-hmm. uh, God created it with mm-hmm. unique intention and purpose, and so uh, our lives were affected by that growing mm-hmm. up. And we taught you that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We said that this this is this is critically important. Be kind and honorable to everyone, and so that was a that was a that was a big thing to me. I I was taught to speak respectfully to the elders, mm-hmm. uh, to my family, to my mom, my dad, but but also to everyone that. Uh, uh, I was taught to value life
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, to honor even the children that were mm-hmm. among us. So that – so that, because uh, I believe that children can teach you an awful lot. Yeah, they Right? Can. <laughs> you guys did yeah. for sure when I was growing up. You taught me an awful lot about my, <laughs> my life. But, Take a lot of credit there. Good job. <laughs> good job. But, <laughs> but something else, though, Just there's so many things, but I'm just going to limit it to four. But he also taught us to be merciful and forgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our generation or in, in growing up it was hard for a man to say I'm sorry uh, it was almost like an admission that I'm I was wrong and if I'm wrong how can I be a leader mm-hmm. and so you you withdrew from that and you silently acknowledged you're wrong but you know you, you just didn't say you're sorry mm-hmm. well my dad was man enough mm-hmm to admit it when he did something wrong and to say he was sorry. And he carried that heart of mercy and mm-hmm. forgiveness to almost everyone in his life. And he, he had a lot of stuff come his way where people were very unkind. Mm. Um, they did things. They uh, took advantage of him because of his kindness and dad just never carried an unmerciful or unforgiving bone in his body. Mm. Um, I would stand up. <laughs> and I would at times try to defend my dad and, and get involved and try to fix it up and repair it. But mm. my dad would just let it go mm. and, and let God deal with it. And I never, ever heard him say an unkind word about anybody. He kept those things in his heart and prayed about them. And when there was an opportunity to be merciful and and, and forgiving, he was that. And one of the phrases he would use, and it was from uh, uh, one of the commentators, uh, Matthew Henry. And he said, you know, if you're going to err, err on the side of love. And I would argue with him on that. I said, why would you want to err?
0: Period. You know, I had a little bit of a legalistic
1: bone in me. But uh, why would you want to err? Yeah. But the older I've gotten, mm. the more I realize now mm-hmm. that if you're going to err, err on the side of love, yes. love people, yeah. that 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 mercy always triumphs justice. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I think I've become more of a, a grace man that way rather than a law man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's, and it's working for me in my old age. Yeah. <laughs> and if there's anyone out there that I have hurt <laughs> by being too just, <laughs> um, my heart, my heart yeah. is to be merciful and forgiving. Uh, Malachi, you know, we alluded to that before, said that in the last days, uh, he was going to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. That's a wonderful uh, promise. And I I believe we're actually living in those last days. Mm -hmm. If we've ever needed to see um, a reformation in that area. Yes.
0: Oh. Well, it doesn't take very, very much effort to look at the world stage and say, man, the heart of this generation and the heart of the world right now needs reform. Yeah. Overall, we need a reformation. Yeah. And uh, how? But the heart is a is a fickle thing. It's a difficult thing. How do you change? How do you move the heart of a child to a father, or a father to mm-hmm. a child? How do you bridge that gap?
1: Yeah. Well, I was actually reading that passage of scripture, and for the first time in my life, and this is why I love the Word of God, because yeah. God can put His emphasis on one word or a phrase or capture something that you've never seen before because the Holy Spirit illumines and and makes the Word of God come alive. And so as I was reading it, I I just read that again, he will turn the heart, turn the heart. And I went, wow, how is God going to turn the hearts of fathers to children and children back to fathers? Because we know that there's a lot of dysfunction in our world that way. And um, as I prayed into it, I just want to leave two keys for seeing that happen at the table today and Mm -hmm. the first is the commitment to pray yes prayer um you cannot pray for someone without loving them that's true it's impossible Mm -hmm. you just cannot pray for for someone without loving them maybe some of my frustration regarding those who say they pray for their spiritual leaders or their political leaders in our world today and and yet their their speech is filled with hate. Yeah. That, that's just not a, a possibility in my my thinking.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And um, you cannot love someone
0: uh-huh. without
1: praying for them. Uh-huh. So it works uh, hand in glove, uh-huh. and so the issue of prayer, God requires us to pray for those people that mm-hmm. are estranged to mm-hmm. us, that are uh, that need reconciliation. Uh-huh. And uh, just as he, you know, he's, he sent his own son on that level uh-huh. to, to bring that reconciliation, uh-huh. right? Reconciliation was very important to God. We're ministers of reconciliation. reconciliation. We have the message of reconciliation, yeah. Yeah. and we have the word of reconciliation. And uh-huh. so God wants us to use that because, as we get from the prodigal son, uh-huh. the father was positioned in his heart constantly to be reconciled to a son that was whose heart had turned from him mm-hmm. he turned his heart towards him and was constantly thinking about drawing him back into relationship well prayer is the most powerful tool in bringing people back into relationship
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: i've seen this I, I as some of you know at seven in the morning every morning i've been praying for mm-hmm. next generation leaders and young people have their good days their bad days their in between days mm-hmm. and i've seen well, is my prayer working? Not my prayer, not working. Mm-hmm. But I've seen over time
0: mm-hmm.
1: that the more I pray for them, the more I love them, mm-hmm. the more I'm committed to seeing them do well and succeed and prosper. And when they do, I mean, it's like my high five time. It's mm-hmm. my jo- most joyful time in life mm-hmm. is to see them come through and accelerate. Mm-hmm. So praying for one another it releases the blessing. Mm-hmm. It 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 is not just a, a command of God that we pray. But it's critically important in my praying for my dad mm-hmm. because there was a deficit there in his knowing how to be a father to a son.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I struggled over that for for mm-hmm. many years, like wanting to see that father heart out of my dad. And it was by blessing my dad and praying for him and loving on him that he actually came into that place of great healing in mm-hmm. his, his own personal life mm-hmm. and was able to be a father to me. God said, you be a son to him mm-hmm. and teach him how to be a father by being a good son. Wow. Well, that that shifted my life. Mm-hmm. And I saw that turning in dad's uh, uh, later years. And I remember the last phrase, you know, that I, I can clearly remember him saying to me. It was in a funeral service and we were both carrying the casket uh, of a friend. And he looked over at me and he said, You're, you're my beloved son, and whom am I well pleased? And I had not heard those words from my dad all my life.
0: Mm.
1: So I think that in in breaking that crust of the heart that gets hard and cold, when we begin to pray, it may be difficult for us to pray for someone who's abused yeah. you or hurt you or not lived up to your expectations. But yeah. when you pray... Yeah. God puts a love in your heart to pray even more. Yeah, and when you pray, God begins to answer those prayers and s- slowly turn the heart. And I mm-hmm. believe we're cooperating with the Holy Spirit on this. Yeah, this is a an end time promise. Yeah, yeah. that He will turn the heart. You yeah. can believe it. He will turn hearts. Yeah, uh, and the second one was the issue of forgiveness. And I know, you know, forgiving someone that's abused you, but Hey, listen, my, my dad uh, lived in poverty two blocks away from a dad who was a very wealthy, wealthy, we would call him a millionaire, mm-hmm. never gave a cent to help. And when, when he died and passed away, and even though my dad was his only son, he never left him a cent. And I think, how do you live your life in a forgiving way? Because forgiveness actually changes you. Mm -hmm. When you carry a forgiving heart to someone who's been hurtful to you Mm -hmm. and maybe that's broken that or maybe a child to a father that's broken that. Mm -hmm. Um, Forgiveness is a powerful tool uh, given to us by God to bring a a reconciliation and and to Mm -hmm. turn the heart. And that to me is why God sent his son. Mm -hmm. It was the gospel is a, a whole message of forgiveness. God forgave us even when we didn't deserve it. Yeah, He forgave us. Well, there are maybe sons and daughters that don't deserve it. There may be mm-hmm. fathers and mothers that don't deserve it. But it's not based on des- whether we deserve it. Mm-hmm. It's based on the grace. And because we've been freely forgiven, we need to freely forgive, forgive for our own benefit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But also that God can turn the heart. That's right. And um, I, I was working with my dad in the early stages of our ministry, and I got this letter in the office. I was sort of like the secretary and all kinds of things. So I was opening the mail, and there was this letter that came in from Perthamboy, New Jersey, later on in Dad's life. And uh, I opened the letter, and I recognized it was a couple of leaflets from a United Church and everything. And there was a little note in there that basically said, maybe these could be a benefit to you. And when I looked at it it was at the bottom of it but was dad, his father in the latter eight years of his life was hmm. he was there was dementia setting in there's no question, but you can tell that he had kept in connection
0: oh, wow. with
1: where his son had gone and then sent this letter to the right address and even though there was nothing in it that was of benefit to dad it other than the fact that his dad had said maybe this can help, yeah, my dad immediately got on a plane and went back to New Jersey, knocked on the door of his dad's house, and his dad was senile at that time, and he went in there and washed his dad's feet, and blessed them, and loved on him, and and attempted to share his testimony with him as much as he could grasp. We don't know what happened mm-hmm. to his dad, but. It, it was, you know, months later, and his dad passed away. My dad was merciful and forgiving, right to the very end. He prayed for his dad. He didn't use his dad as an excuse for his pain, mm-hmm. or, or, or try to um, undermine uh, his father because of his his lacks. He looked to Heavenly Father. And heavenly Father lift him, lifted him out of that father deficit, deficit mm-hmm. and made him a blessing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that 's my heart for fathers and children yeah. you know all over today
0: mm-hmm. is
1: that they would yield to the moving of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to allow God to knit them together again
0: mm-hmm.
1: fathers and mothers and their children children mm-hmm. to their fathers and mothers. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe it can start by doing two things. One, pray. pray. Number two, forgive. Forgive. Forgive, yeah. So that's my heart to you today. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well,
0: we want to be able to continue to be carrying that spirit into our Into our ministry at KCC and to the people that we're reaching out to. And uh, we want to, I just want to say on behalf of our team, and uh, you know, your engagement is still so significant within the society, uh, but you've set such a strong foundation for us. And we honor you for doing that, not just as a, we honor the sacrifice, we honor the generosity, we Mm honor the, the, the bulldog tenacity to push something through when we always encounter obstacles and barriers in the way and, and we keep going and for the legacy you're leaving for us and for the prayer that we, we are jealous for, that we just want, we desire so much. Because I believe that we are in this end time. We're closer to the return of Christ. That was also a, a message that Pappy had in his heart. He was constantly reminded of that time that our days are temporal mm-hmm. on this earth, but our, our, our life in terms of our spiritual life will become, will be mm-hmm. eternal. And, and we're waiting for that day and we're, we're looking f- to that day when Jesus will come again mm-hmm. and uh, he'll come back and the Bible says there'll be this incredible harvest. And this harvest will happen when people are loving and praying and forgiving and mm-hmm. and the hearts of the children are turned back to their their the fathers and fathers are turned to the children. And if I could have a vision, if I could paint a picture for Father's Day, it would be to have this picture of peace in the earth where fathers and children and children and fathers are walking together hand in hand. And, mm-hmm. and I'm just believing for that. I believe that's what this world needs, and it's what will make a difference to in our world. Yeah. It's not our world isn't going to be saved by money or the economy or or a political rule. It, it's going to be saved because of God's intervention mm. in our lives. And would you just pray with us yeah, today yeah. and just close this time with, together and just bless us yeah. with this Father's blessing? Okay,
1: Father as we look through the word of god spiritual fathers blessed their children and their spiritual children and the blessing of the lord at times took on generational impact and so today in jesus name i bless my children and spiritual children and the relationships that we have to families and fathers and mothers in their own right throughout the entire organization. Uh, we release the blessing of a father and and ask the Lord that if yeah. there are obstacles that are interfering with the restoration of relationship mm-hmm. that you would bring those obstacles down mm-hmm. through a commitment, a renewed commitment to pray and to watch you do the miraculous, and turn the hearts of fathers to children and children to fathers. Amen. We know it's not just a, a, a gender issue of father. There's mothers that are out of relationship. There's children that are out of relationship with moms too. Uh, but we know that your heart is like that Christmas song of joy to the the, the world. The Lord has come. Peace on earth. Mm-hmm. And Lord, we want that. Mm-hmm. Not just in, in in our own family, in our mm-hmm church community in our local city but we want to see that peace extended globally amen we speak that peace over our nation right now and and lord we ask for fathers to rise up with their authority and responsibility that they have to love to serve to come under with their authority and lift up their families so that the family is strong and it can be the strength of a nation I ask that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.